Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead-up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's episode, we have the privilege of introducing both Ash Berry and Kimmy Broadbent. Ash was first introduced to the world of Pilates while working as a dancer in London. Ash completed her Diploma of Pilates back here in Australia in 2016 and now owns and runs Movementality with her husband, Rob Carruthers. In 2020, Ash completed her Advanced Clinical Somatics and Dance Movement Therapy Training in Queensland with Tensegrity Training and in 2021 joined the Australian Ballet School's health team as a conditioning specialist. From her dance knowledge and working in her own body for 30 years, Ash now blends her Pilates and Somatic Movement Therapy Training together to help her clients with chronic pain, injury rehabilitation, nervous system regulation and profound physical and emotional healing through movement, all alongside being a mum to daughter Darcy. Kimmy began her Pilates journey in 2009 when she completed the Polestar Pilates Comprehensive Studio Program to complement her personal training background. As well as having been an educator for Polestar for over 10 years, Kimmy has established three Pilates studios for different allied health clinics before opening her own physical and online studio space, the Pilates Vibe. Kimmy has always enjoyed teaching her clients through pre- and postpartum stages, continually seeking out professional development in the women's health field including working closely with a number of pelvic floor physiotherapists. Her interest in women's health peaked as she battled endometriosis, adenomyosis, severe stress, infertility for three years, and then finally a successful pregnancy. Kimmy is now a mum to their little girl, Arika, and is more passionate than ever to share her learnings in the space of pregnancy and movement. Ash and Kimmy's presentation at this year's PAA conference is titled A New Paradigm for Working with Prenatal and Postpartum Women. Ash and Kimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us, Bruce. Nice to be here. Kimmy, could you give us a quick overview of your presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? Ash and I are pulling together a few different pieces. First of all, we're going to go through the current guidelines, the current international guidelines. We'll be looking at the Australian guidelines, the Canadian and the US guidelines as they adhere to exercise and pregnancy. We are going to be looking at a middle ground with those and applying them into the Pilates field. They are quite generalised, so we are breaking those down. Next, we'll be looking at the over-medicalisation of pregnancy and birth, and I think Ash can talk a little bit more about that point. Yeah, it's been something we've been interested in recently, looking at there's been a bit of a swing or a shift towards not demedicalization, but not pathologizing birth so strongly. It's happening in the hospitals a little bit. We've seen an increase in home births, but that is due to COVID as well. But there's the birth time documentary, which is endorsed by the Australian government, and that is very pro not pathologizing birth. And we've been interested in how that feeds into Pilates and exercise because it is slightly changing in the hospital system. And as always, things go in waves, so it might swing back. But it's about finding the middle ground not treating the pregnant body as a normal human body because it's a changed body, it's a changing body, and it's making sure that we take those considerations seriously but we're not fear-mongering either. So really trying to find a balance that we're not 
completely restricting our pregnant women from moving, but really honoring their experience in their body in that moment and trying to meet them where they are rather than coming from an approach that is one size fits all, which we know in Pilates doesn't work anyway, but it's just really highlighting. We don't need to be scared of training pregnant women and being too safe with them as long as we know the guidelines and we also know how they're showing up in their body day to day. Not wrapping them in cotton wool, but just finding an appropriate ground so that teachers can feel really confident approaching programming for pregnant clients. We'll also be looking at the updated recommendations across the board with all of that in consideration. We're looking at pelvic floor recommendations, supine lying, timeframes. When do you stop putting them on their back? It's not that that stuff isn't available. We know that it is, but we do feel there's not a lot of times where we revisit it or update it after our training. And some people trained many years ago and things change. So it's for us to look at what has shifted in the last 10 to 15 years and how we can present these new findings in a really palatable way for Pilates teachers. We'll be looking at a screening tool for comprehensive teachers and also for group reformer and mat teachers. Something to quickly, concisely ask their clients as they're coming in the door, if they've got a big group of people they've never seen before, to find any red flags to help guide them on what exercises are safe and appropriate for their clients and how to be able to still challenge them physically without fear. That's something Kimmy's very passionate about because we can see the challenge in any instructor having to take that information very quickly from somebody who's coming in and do something with it in real time. And then lastly, we are looking at teaching through a somatic lens, which sounds a bit different, something maybe we don't hear very often, but it's really simple. It just means looking at helping all clients, but particularly in this case, pregnant clients, understand their body through a first-person perspective. And it does feed a little bit back into that idea of over-pathologizing or medicalizing birth and pregnancy, helping the pregnant woman really connect with the sensations in her body and what's going on for her and her baby and not being too concerned with the third-person feedback that she might be getting. Obviously, she needs to trust her inner circle of support and who those people are, which often is also the Pilates teacher but helping her reconnect with her own body and trusting the feelings and sensations that she gets and really paying attention to that in terms of helping guide her movement and capabilities rather than feeling like she has to be boxed in or cotton wooled because somebody else said so. That's, again, the fine line that we acknowledge needs to be walked carefully, but we're going to help formulate some strategies for walking that line. So much of that has to do with our language and cueing as their teacher of movement So often these women are coming in, especially first-time mums, without any concept of how to move safely and what's good, what's bad, and we need to make sure that our language is going to empower that person to move without fear. And we will be throwing out some movement ideas as well. So tying all of this in with some movement ideas that are inspired by Spinning Babies workshops taking into consideration the journey through pregnancy more through a midwife lens and looking at what the ligaments are doing in the body rather than having a black and white, don't do single leg work or don't do chest lifts, don't do this and that. We're going to have a look at things from the perspective of where baby is sitting in the uterus, how we're going to create more space for baby to then allow mother to breathe better, 
and looking at some of the physiology less spoken about in the Pilates courses we're getting at the moment. Sounds such a wonderful array of elements that are going to come together for this workshop. And apart from stating the obvious about your respective children, your respective births, can you share with us the other background experience or the specific learning that you had yourselves that were the catalyst to creating the content for this conference presentation? What I find interesting, Kimmy and I are very similar age. We are very similar in terms of the experiences we've had in our bodies growing up, sporting and dancing. We both gave birth at similar ages. We have children that are six weeks apart and we both teach in the same field. And we had completely different pregnancies, completely different contraindications, which I thought was pretty fascinating, and completely different births. That's something that really highlighted to me that it doesn't really matter that we're both Pilates teachers. It doesn't really matter that we both know our bodies. We just both did really different things with our training in the leading up to giving birth because we both needed very different things. And it made me realize, and Kimmy and I have spoken about this a lot, that it's just so dependent on the person in front of you. And we were communicating all the way through our pregnancies about what we were finding and so much of what we experienced outside the realms of what we were traditionally taught in our Pilates pregnancy courses. And so that's really inspired the work behind this workshop. One size does not fit all. Let's consider all angles and maybe some that we experienced can help you with your clients. Yeah, and what the gaps were. Because Mm. we've both taught prenatal and postnatal Pilates for a long time. And it's not to say that we didn't do a good job. We did, but going through the experience ourselves and feeling those innate bodily responses to being pregnant and sometimes how you felt showing up into the room having to exercise, they're just very different. For Mm. example, I'm a somatic teacher. I spend majority of my time teaching people how to connect with sensation and be in their body. And I was very, very sick in my pregnancy. So if anyone told me to lay down and breathe, like it was just (laughs) not where I could be because that's not what was good for my body, even though that's what I had taught a lot to other women and it had helped them. So it's about really, and that's where the screening tool comes in, really understanding where this person is at the moment in their body and what they're going to benefit most from. And some of the advice that we had heard through the industry during our pregnancy had advised more or less to disregard any contraindications for pregnant women, especially around the single leg work. For myself, by 20 weeks, I had significant pubic symphysis joint pain. I could not stand on one leg to even shave my legs in the shower or put on my underpants. I had to sit down. And that's coming from someone who'd done a lot of preconception work on pelvic floor, strength and release, balancing of the muscles around the pelvis. So we really considered that you can't say that there's no contraindications for pregnancy, that it's no different to any other body. The pregnant body is its own entity and it needs to be respected that way in all of the ways that it can change and all of the experiences that it can have. It's something that we've been coming back to and debating and trying to understand better. How do we find a middle ground between not over-pathologizing or fear-mongering where sometimes before the person's even moved, they've been told three things that can possibly go wrong. And it's a way of trying to protect that pregnant person, but also it just sets them up for worrying that they might do some damage before they've even moved. So it's about trying to find that line. 
and help practitioners walk that confidently. I think it's such an important topic that you guys are presenting at the conference. So it's great to have you along. And for those considering coming into your presentation at the conference, what will be the top couple of takeaway ideas and concepts from the session? Understanding the most up-to-date research in the field and recommendations, understanding the current Australian guidelines, and then how do they apply to the Pilates field and how can we take it deeper? I feel like as professionals, we need to understand them on a deeper level. The participants walk away with a screening tool to use with their studio clients or else if they're in a group scenario with their clients that they might see walk off the street that they have to then take through a class. They'll be equipped to confidently take them through appropriate exercises for that client after having interviewed them properly and understanding their needs. Trying to keep it nice and simple because there is a lot of information but some of the exercises, like Kimmy said, it just goes a little bit deeper, like how much the position of the baby impacts movement and impacts birth as well. Helping women in that last trimester prepare for birth, which is a very different exercise prescription to in the first and second trimester. And that's what we're learning. And we knew, but we're really starting to delve into really by that final trimester and particularly towards the last few weeks of that, you are trying to open the pelvis and do that safely, but get that woman feeling like they can deep squat, they can get into those positions that they need to be in potentially for birth, helping them feel confident to get there because they're going to be there in their labor. It's important that they know they can and they can do it safely. And if there are any contraindications that we're able to help them work through that at that point. Such wonderful advice, I think, for a very important topic. We all can't wait for your presentation coming up at the conference in Melbourne in August. Ash and Kimmy, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. As always, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Thank you, Bruce. See you then. Thank you so much. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.